while I'm in relationship, it was really because the two years of being single, I was doing this for me. Like I had, I moved out, I created my own space. This is part of the self-mastery. I I knew I was like, I need to be in only my, my energy right now. Like I need to heal. So I have to go and I have to make space for that. And I have to just like fall in love with my life and fall in love with myself. Like, who Mm -hmm. am I? And just like be all in and anything that I desire, like from a partner, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to look in the yeah. mirror and I'm going to tell myself that I am beautiful and I am deserving and I am worthy and I am loved and I, I am accepted, you know, yeah. and all the things and really doing that. And then finding myself, of course, in relationship with someone who is able to do that. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thrive with Sharon podcast. I am Sharon Land. I am a licensed holistic psychotherapist, a mystic, and a spiritualist, as well as a best-selling author, The Healer's Journey. And I have created this podcast to be able to bring incredible human beings in front of you so that maybe one of their experiences or journeys or areas of expertise might help to inspire you to be a better version of yourself. And today I have a wonderful new friend who we've known each other now for probably like four or five months. And I was introduced to this beautiful human being by our mutual friend, Jamie McFadden, who is another beautiful light in this world. I have Kat Shelton with me today. And um, Kat is, she's, she's an interesting human being because she really... She comes off very, very subtle, but quite honestly, she is very powerful because she has started the journey and really has gotten to a wonderful space where she has learned her own level of self-mastery. And it hasn't come because she just decided one day that she wanted to. It came because she had to. And she is the director of experience for Heal and Flow Wellness, an event company. And she also um, is just has just started something called the beloved woman workshop, which I actually was able to come speak to. And there's such a wonderful, beautiful group of human beings. And after also recovering from her own health crisis and navigating grief of the loss of her younger brother, she discovered a passion for creating space for other people to be able to bloom physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Kat, I can't wait to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sharon. I'm so excited to be here. Really, it was I was nervous when you asked me to come on because this is a new part of my journey and really a growth edge to step into this, to sharing more publicly and openly, you know, that my experience and and how it's all unfolded. So thank you. Yeah, well, I'm I was gonna say proud, but proud would mean I had something to do with it. Like I'm just really excited for you to be at this part in your journey. I really, really am. And I could see it happening for you. And which is why I asked you (laughs) months ago. And I'm glad that, you know, you're, you're ready. You're ready to step in. Um, Why do you think, let's just go there. What, what, what was it that you think that was um, part of the readying process for you to be able to come out and be the voice and be in the, in the spotlight a little bit more? I would say I just had spent the last two or three years really pouring into myself and focusing there first. And I've seen this pattern in myself of 
where I have to go really go inward and I disappear for like months at a time from the world, it feels like. And Mm -hmm. then, then I can feel that I'm ready to emerge and to come out and to share and to be with people and to be in community. And it was kind of the same feeling was just this knowing this readiness of like, okay, this it's time to start sharing all the things that you've been learning for yourself. Um, and, and really wanting to, and, and seeing it all, all the conversations I ended up having were all the same with women who were really ready for change. Something had to give struggling either with their physical health, their emotional or mental well-being, And just a lot of the things that I had experienced personally. And, you know, I didn't really have someone to, to guide me through that. It was more of, you know, me diving into books really like, on YouTube, finding people, finding stories of people who had also, you know, suffered with their, their health had taken, taken a hit and, um, and understanding myself in this way to then be ready to say, okay, I, I really want to serve in this way. Like I I'm feeling called. This is what I, I can feel my heart is like leaning into and I'm being pulled into these spaces and into community to share and to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you've gotten to that level of, of health, right, where you've had to recover from um, physical illness, um, or like you said, emotional, mental, or otherwise, um, dis-ease, you realize that you, it, it doesn't always come at a convenient time. Um, but when you get that nudge or calling to pursue something or that, that pull, towards a direction, you have to honor it. Right. It's, it's not even a matter of ego of like, is this best for me? Or like, what's, how is this going to look on a highlight reel or whatever it is? It's just like, oof. when you're in that space within yourself, you realize that you really must honor it and follow the call. Yeah. And, you know, I had had experiences where I didn't, where I, I ignored it and I feel like that has kind of been the lesson for me so far is, is listening and honoring myself. And because when I don't do that, my body and my soul scream at me and (laughs) really it's like, that's when the bottom comes. And so I do this thing now, like when I feel the nudges, I'm like, okay, I hear you. You do not have to put me face down. Yeah. (laughs) I got it. I hear you. I'm moving. Like I'm going to take the steps. And so, you know, even, you know, thinking about that, it was a year and a half or almost two years now that I quit my full-time job. And that was a really scary, I had no plans, but I, I had found myself organically in this uh, wellness space and in, in event coordinating for different event companies. And, and, you know, I didn't really know how I got there. It was just like, I became a yoga instructor and I went to these events because I loved it for myself and then volunteered and then got handed events and was like, Hey, can you run this? And it's like, sure. Yeah, I can do that. And, and so it was like this beautiful door opening. And I remember I actually had this moment where I saw myself like crawling up to the, to the ledge of this mountain and looking over and, and jumping back scared. And then I heard myself say, you're going to have to jump. And I just stood up. I stood up. Yeah, it was so powerful. And I jumped and that was like a month before I called my boss and, and quit and was like, okay, I am surrendering and trusting. I have no idea how this is going to pan out. Um, but I, 
because of what I've seen in my life, I was like, if I don't do this, like life, God is going to move me and it may be more drastic and where I can't ignore it, you know? And I'm like, we're done with that. <laughs> I'm yeah. honoring and trusting. I'll take the steps. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so even when it's like, so viscerally scary, right? It's not even just like a little bit. It's, it's your whole entire being really reacts in response to that moment. Like, Ooh, and it made no sense. Well, I mean, it made sense, sense. but like outwardly, you know, and I remember, I remember before I, I didn't tell anybody, like I had this knowing I was having these nudges of like, it's time to move. It's time to make a really big change. Like it's you're on this path and like your highest timelines over here. So you've got, you've got to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I, so I didn't resign my lease. That was the first step. I was like, I'm not resigning my lease because if I do, I'm going to have all this fear of like, well, you have to stay in your job to build, you know? So I didn't do that. And I didn't tell anyone. And then about a month <laughs> later, I quit my full-time job. And then maybe like a month later, once I was really, really solid in myself of like, this is what I'm doing. Yes. Like no one can plant seeds of doubt here. No one can, their fear, their worry. It's I'm, I'm totally protected and shielded. Then I told my family, then I told, you know, I had this dinner I had my sisters come. I had my mom come. I was like, okay, so I have some updates for my life. And this is what, <laughs> you know, but I think that's an important thing. Like I knew that about myself. I have to be really solid because right. This isn't necessarily how other people live their lives. And so okay. you're going to see that reaction of wide eyes and like, cat's crazy. Like, what is she doing? She has no yeah. plan. Like, how is she going to make money? All the logical questions. Right. And I'm like, right. I've already had all that for myself and I've already decided like, mm-hmm. I'm and I'm going to figure it out. I can handle it. I don't know what it is, but I can handle it. I know that. Mm, that level of self-trust isn't easy to come by. So <laughs> tell me about how you arrived there, because I know that one of the things that you, um, Well, okay. So another thing, beloved body woman, right? So I know that that comes from you sharing about your own personal experiences and your own healing. So let's talk about that and how then that led you into that deep level of self-trust at that moment when you were in that space. Yeah. It's such a good point of like, how did I, how did I come to cultivate that? Um, you know, when I was 21 was when I was first diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, ulcerative colitis. And, um, it's in my family. My dad has it. He was diagnosed when he was 28 and, um, which makes sense because I'm so much like him, you know, and I operate very similarly. And so that fact that we have that same physical manifestation was a light bulb. And so that was really the first veil that lifted for me, I would say in my life of like, okay, I'm 21. I'm sitting in the doctor's office and they're telling me I have this condition and I'm going to have to be on pharmaceuticals, you know, and uh, immunosuppressant drug for the rest of my life. And it's just the way it is. And I remember this was like the first time I remember being really connected to my intuition and my inner knowing, because something in me was like, no, that's not my reality. That mm-hmm. have to be true. And no one around me had ever talked that way. Like mm-hmm. my family was, you know, like we took medicine, we did the things, ate, you know, standard American diet. And, but I knew. And so, you know, through that process, I started to question, I would just say like, 
the typical Western medicine, standard American diet and, and started to play around with my lifestyle. And so I shifted to more of a paleo lifestyle. And so it started with the physical body for me. That was really the first um, breakthrough into my healing and, and I focused there for a long time and then, and was able to manage pretty well and find remission. And I did the dance with, with some pharmaceuticals for a while um, and was in remission. And then at age 25, I lost my younger brother. He he took his own life. And, mm. you know, it was really like when I think about my life, it's like split into two. It's like, you know, there's cat before David died and there's cat after. Um, and, you know, it just was really, it opened my eyes to start looking around at what the way I was living my life and, and how I was showing up. And I was just like, I remember looking around everyone thinking, what are we even doing? what is anyone even doing? Why are we showing up and doing this dance every day? Like no one looks happy. I'm not happy. I have this like inner tension and struggle going on, but I can't all the way, like, I don't know what that is. Is this normal? This is just life, you know? Mm. And so for me, it was this time where I started to honor myself and in the sense of I started to play. I started diving into photography, which my photography business was beloved and unbound because David means beloved. And so that is a big part oh, of okay. things. It's, it's mm. a way to honor my brother because he really like, you know, some of the stuff he left behind some notes, it was like the answers are in the silence. You know, I don't know if any of it matters, but I know that we're missing it. You know, like, just like he was so smart and so introspective and so deep he spent his whole life like being misunderstood and, and on this level that no one else was. And so, um, you know, just reading through a lot of his poetry and stuff, it really just, I mean, it, it cracked me open, which is what I think life is, is supposed to do. Like we're supposed to allow it to just break us open so we can have these moments of, of growth. And like, I don't know, I don't like this path that I'm on what's next. And so I started to really listen to that. And I started to, experience myself in new ways. And I, you know, I'd grown up saying, I'm not creative. I, I play sports. I'm athletic. That's what I do. And so I totally boxed myself in. Well, I started to expand in a way and just and play. And I got into yoga and just this whole new side of myself, you know, but also through that, I wasn't necessarily honoring the feelings and the emotions. So my healing had been really focused on the physical yeah. and with my brother's death, it really led me into, there's so much more going going on here yes. because I was in denial of the anger of the grief of right. how the life I knew had died I had died my whole family had died when David died right and and um that pissed me off but I didn't want to say that I didn't want to acknowledge um the uglier right feeling. yeah negative mm -hmm. I a lot of my conditioning growing up was if it's not positive put it behind you emotions are right. irrelevant right you know like yep. it was mission well, oriented that's the old <laughs> athlete training right totally totally yeah. and my dad was in the navy and that's how he moves you know mm -hmm. like you just you move forward and while there's a huge gift in that like I mm -hmm. also know that's why I'm able to show up how I am and I'm very action oriented there's a lot of suppressing and denying and so 
Mm -hmm. I was in this space of living in the home still with my parents and watching them grieve separately and very differently. Mm. My mother is hard on her sleeve, you know, like in the support groups and, and wanting to cry and talk about David and my dad wants to be busy and move mm -hmm. forward. And I was in this energy and, and being exposed to things and conversations that weren't for me and weren't mine, right? That's their relationship. But as their yeah. daughter, um, and I'm one of six kids. And so like my family's just like really big and close. And I, you know, now I'm all of a sudden I'm like worried about my parents' relationship and their marriage and my mm. family taking this hit in no way. So it, I took it upon myself, the savior mode, right? that I would be my mom's person. I would be my dad's person. I would hold the space. I would hold it together. I'm going to be the glue. I'm going to be the light. And the fixer. Exactly. So through that and not paying attention to myself, not allowing myself to have my own process and grief, mm -hmm. but trying to just make sure everyone else is good. And, and, you know, about a year and a half after my brother died, I, I had this uh, flare up of my condition and uh, and I wasn't telling anyone I was silently suffering and was like, Nope, I can do it. I can handle it on my own. I got it. Well, I didn't. And I just started to slowly wither away until it got so bad that I was having neurological stuff mm -hmm. happen where I was like, yeah. I think I might have MS. Um, yeah. and I was a hundred pounds and right now I'm 150 pounds. So mm -hmm. I tiny and I wasn't sleeping. I would lay in the bath every night from like 2am to 6am just praying for the morning. Like it was so bad. Yeah. And, you know, I stopped being able to go to work. And I, I, I remember one day I scooted down my parents' stairs because I had no energy to, to walk down because I hadn't been eating. I was super dehydrated. And I looked at my mom and I said, mom, I think I'm dying. And that really like woke her up because rightfully so my parents were so in their own grief and I wasn't saying anything. So, and you know, you can kind of hide it with your clothes. And it was like, she finally like looked at me and really saw like, holy shit. So, you know, we ended up going to the hospital and I, I ended up in an isolation room for three weeks with different infections. And I got the flu while I was in there and, you know, they want to put me on more medicine. And I, at this point, I'm not about the medicine, but I'm also like, but I don't know how I'm getting out of this, you know, and being right. in there, it was, it was a total bottom. It was another, like, it felt like those two years of my life with my brother and then my health, it was like a fire, you know, I was like, what is my life? How did I get yeah. here? And, you know, I just remember, like, I, I remember having the thought, like, it would be easier to die right now mm. than to, to fight and to, to get out of here. And, but I knew like, okay, I'm going to get out of here and I'm, I'm really gonna figure out how to heal because there's so much going on here. Like I, life basically flattened me and said, you have to take care of you. Like you're trying to be everything for everyone, but there's nothing if you're not well. Right. And that was really like the message, um, which is why now I'm like, okay, I get it. I hear you. You don't have to do, you know, like my body yeah. starts to respond. I'm like, I'm listening. I got yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it was like getting out of the hospital and in moving forward in this way of like, all right, I'm, I'm taking my healing seriously. And I, I have to lay down everyone else's stuff and, and just be like, worry about me, you know? And that's actually, yeah. I'm going to be able to, to shine and to show up well for my family and my loved ones, because that's mm -hmm. my heart. Yeah. It's like you got to take yeah. care. So that was really like the, 
the yeah. start of this of why I'm here. Yeah. Gosh. So thank you for sharing all of those events and that entire journey. And like also the head talk that you were experiencing in the physical and emotional aspects of what you were experiencing, because I think that many of us can hear ourselves in that journey on some level. Right. And so first I want to share with the audience, the fact that, um, this is just a, a very open, raw, vulnerable, transparent, um, explanation of an experience. This is not condoning any one way or the other. And definitely if you are in the space where you're feeling like you're having these thoughts, um, you can reach out to your local agencies that have, um, help ready for you 24 seven. Uh, and of course you can always reach out to me and I'll help provide you with resources. Um, and I'm sure Kat will as well. Right. Um, I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit to your brother. Mm -hmm. So being in this space and working with the incredible individuals that I work with, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard of like the 27 club and, you know, just a lot of people who have, um, tragically lost their lives. Right. And one of the things that really created the passion inside of me, um, for doing what I do, the way that I do it to help people is because I do think that like your brother were, and, and even myself, right. Like we're plunked down into this physical body, right. With all of these gifts and it's hard, it's hard, right? It's a lot, it's overfacing. Um, and especially when you have these probably neuro superpowers, right? Where you're able to see things and feel things and you know, you process things differently than the way that most societies um, disseminate the information. And um, people seek to be able to see most of their lives. And I always say, you're on your own divine journey to be able to see whatever it is that you're ready to see, because once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it is such a strong, powerful responsibility to be able to see the world in all of its darkness and light. And so the fact that your brother really could see that part of the world and and, and has had intuitively been trying to follow his way to finding that peace um, makes a lot of sense to me, right? Um, so I'm not trying to romanticize it and I'm also not trying to vilify it. I'm just trying to create some perspective and context around it because we look at things like, well, the family was so great and loving and, you know, da, da, da. And we're all here on our own soul's mission and journey. Right. And so he chose as a soul, he chose, you know, his family, he chose this physical life and he knew what he was meant to learn and to be and to see. And, and so did all of you. Right. Yeah. And so it takes such courage for you to be able to really just like 
share how how this affected you and the other thing that I wanted to reflect on is the fact that, you know, I work with a lot of mystery illnesses. So like autoimmune, basically what that means is that like our bodies are trying to become immune to the environment that we're surrounded by. Right. So, so it shows up in ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or IBS or lupus or MS or fibromyalgia or, um, thyroid issues or Hashimoto's or, you know, it just, it continues on. Right. And so it's interesting that, you know, you shared that it was ulcerative colitis or you experienced ulcerative colitis. And then like when it really flared, right. That now you're like teetering on like, wow, this feels more like MS, right. Like how we've kind of defined what MS is. Right. right? And so not saying that you had it, but I'm just saying that, or because I don't believe we have anything, right. We're just right. like, like experiencing these things. And yeah. so I think it's interesting because I, I know, I know our community um, is really going to support and welcome you in this. And, and so, because they're also going to resonate in this, I, I work with so many people who are showing up in such incredible ways, but also have these things that they kind of have to be mindful of managing, right? Not managing, but mindful of honoring um, because the, the markers that exist in our bodies that maybe have come from this lifetime or a past lifetime or whatever are there designed to help to be like, Hey, right. Like nurture yourself a little bit more. So the level and way that you have to nurture yourself isn't necessarily the level and way that somebody else would. Um, but I, I, I just think it's, that's what I'm talking about when, when I introduced you and I said that level of self-mastery, right. Um, to be where you are in that level of self-mastery. So can you, can you just kind of like riff off of that a little bit? Like, can you kind of take that a little bit deeper? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to touch back to what you were saying about my brother and, you know, mm -hmm. the reflection there and, and, um, you know, one of the things that I, I really had to come to terms with is, you know, that what that experience was for our family as a whole, but also for me and, and to mm. really go back and, you know, you were just on this week with the beloved woman workshop on inner child. And, you know, even, you know, we talk about inner child, but there's also like every version of us that we can go back to. And so I go yeah. back to that 25 year old me or, cause there was a lot of guilt and shame around who I was to my brother, I should have been better. I should have known, right. All the things that come up of, again, wanting to save and thinking that I, I really, you know, could have done that or just wanting to, I wish I was who I am now then, but it's like, but it, seeing that it's all perfect and it's, it can be weird to say this, but I really do feel so much gratitude and, and I feel thankful for my brother. Yes. He really changed the trajectory of my life. Um, and that's really like how I like to live is, you know, life will come for all of us in different ways. And it's the choice that we have to keep turning towards the light, to keep yeah. lifting our face towards the sun and saying, okay, what's here for me? Like, I know there's some gold here. Like it sucks and it's so hard. And this is a fire in my life. It's a bottom. And I, because of how I want to live, I'm going to, I'm going to grow and I'm going to evolve and I'm going to become, you know, softer and wiser and more compassionate from this experience. And so, yeah, just thank you for reflecting that. Yeah. And I also want to 
discern the nuanced difference of growth because many of us have kind of had, you know, our own Phoenix, <laughs> right? Yeah. The burning yeah. down of, of all that is. Um, and so, and, and that's again, something that I'm so passionate about because many of us are, in, you know, have incredible capacities to, to carry and hold a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when these things happen, many of us, because of the way that like the grid is set for us, right. In society that like when these things happen, then we can, you know, grow and many way that we define growth is to perform. Mm, yeah. Right. To get the degree or to get the position or to get the bonus or to, you know, create or manufacture something outside of ourselves that gives us some sort of validation. And that to me can be part of growth because there, there is like your own personal edge that you can greet in, in that. However, I think that the, the, the growth, the nuanced version of growth is becoming more of you and being able to express more of you in the world, no matter where you're placed. Right. And having that be enough. Yeah. So good. Thank you. I needed to hear that. (laughs) No, it's good. Well, it's like when you say that, like pieces of the puzzle come together for me, right? Because there are still parts that I'm like, I don't really understand. I know I experienced this thing. I all will be revealed, you know, but like you saying that it's like, even with like, how did I get to this place of where I'm ready to share? And it was like, well, yeah, not rushing, but like honoring the journey that there was a lot that had to, had to go. And, you know, the the death of my brother and then the health crisis were just these moments to, to open me up, to take a deeper look and to remember more because I had gotten to this place and I become this person that was really boxed in and was totally about performance and the outward appearance and doing, I had been very straight and narrow my whole life. You know, I played sports growing up. And I knew by the time I was 10, that I was going to go play softball in college. I was going to get the scholarship. You know, my dad coached me from the time I was eight to 18. And it was like the vision and the thing. And while I played yeah. all the other sports, it was not really much choice. It felt like whether yeah. there wasn't one, but the little me was like, all right, I'm going to get the scholarship and I'm going to go play D one. And I'm going to, you know, get the degree and I'm going to get married and I'm going to have the kids that. Yeah. Yeah, what my life is going to be. And that's going to be like the thumbs up and the approval. And everyone's going to say like, she did it. Yeah. And so these, these experiences just cracked me open to, to say like, what, who are you? What do you want? You know, what, what do you want for your life? And you're in a position that you get to choose now. So what do you choose? And I was like, oh, I get to choose. Okay. (laughs) You know, and so I, I, when I say I started to play, I really did like created the photography company and dove all into that. And then I had a juicing company for a little bit where I was juicing out of my home and like giving it to my yoga community. And I, you know, did the yoga certification and and found, you know, so much healing in that and being in a Mm. group of women, it was 30 women, you know, and while we're, yes, we're getting our certification for yoga, I got exposed to so many great texts that for me, like books can just really change my life. Yes. Um, Yeah. And so I, you know, and I I see like, it's all this perfect unfolding of me taking off the boxes, all the unlearning and being like, Oh, here you are. You know, like I growing up, I was so silly and playful and somewhere along the way I lost that. And I became really poised and 
um, just steady, never high, never low, you know, like people yeah. in my life would be like, are you excited? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. You know, like no emotion. Cause it was just like, it was part of the training of just like act like you've been there before through sports mm-hmm. and you know, like on to the next. So no real like joy or celebration for myself. Yeah. And so, you know, it was just like this, the self mastery piece of, of experiencing myself, like putting myself in these new places and spaces to have new experiences and be like, does this feel good? Yeah. Let's yeah. do this, you know, and to start to discover what I want for me in my life, you know, and, and who I am. And you said something on the call about like how we have these, um, different aspects of ourself yeah you know like you really yeah. like you said like oh yeah you think I'm one way like meet my other 27 person yeah <laughs> and I was like that's so good and true and I'm reading this book right now called women who run with wolves and yes I haven't read that read book, but I've heard of it I, I okay. I'm writing so this down actually. yeah write it down it's so good because it's all about like recognizing the wild woman in us and yes. all these different parts of our psyche you know and how like we're what happens is we just deny and forget and suppress like all these parts of ourselves to be one way you know to be deemed acceptable and this reclaiming of every part of you and I'm just like totally here for it you know and so and it's been cool because I yeah and I'm in I'm in relationship right now I'm in partnership again and and I'm I'm really seeing like I'm so free in it which is yeah, amazing. It's so it's say. it's beautiful to be a witness. It is beautiful to be a Thank witness. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And we're yeah, we're just so fun and playful and and to have someone who also is like in their wildness and in reclaiming. And so they're here for all of it and they're looking at you like, I don't want just like the smile and the polish. I want all of you. And it's like yeah. and, oh, and, oh, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> just got I that just got a lump. Yeah, you felt um, it. Yeah. Well, you know, and I really think like, I want to say this has been like, while I'm in relationship, it was really because the two years of being single, I was doing this for me. Like I had, yeah. I moved out, I created my own space. This is part of the self mastery. Yeah, I, I knew I was like, I need to be in only my, my energy right now. Like I need to heal. So I have to go and I have to make space for that. And I have to just yeah. like fall in love with my life and fall in love with myself. Like, who am mm-hmm. I? And just like, be all in and anything that I desire, like from a partner, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to look in the yeah. mirror and I'm going to tell myself that I am beautiful and I am deserving and I am worthy and I am loved and I, I am accepted, you know, yeah. and all the things and really doing that. And then finding myself, of course, in relationship with someone who is able to do that. I know, you know? which is like next level and interesting because, you know, because we we've connected prior to this, right? So it's interesting also to hear the dance of mm-hmm. how that started, right? Where you were just like, nope, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the beginning, the resistance, yeah. Because yeah. you were so accustomed to like, I can be okay by me being in control of all the knobs, yeah. right? Oh, and all, oh, yeah. of, all of the things. And then- realizing though that the masterclass version of all of this the reason why you were getting to that level was so that you could be with share with receive from be part of right so because we're literally biophysically wired to be connected right and it doesn't necessarily have to be an intimate partner but just in general right and but intimacy 
is mostly found that deep level of intimacy is mostly found in your intimate partner relationships. And so, um, you're so right that what a gift that because you were able to give that to yourself, you could recognize it when someone else was giving it to you and you could really be open to receive it and participate in it. Because many times we're so, I gave this um, example in, in the session that I was just doing before we started recording. And um, I you know, so many people are focused on the goal, right? They're focused on the finish line. And, and I said, it's kind of like Mr. Magoo, right? I don't know if you ever saw this, this show, Mr. Magoo, right? And so Mr. Magoo is like, I have to go to the store and get eggs. So he gets in the car and like, he can barely see anything. He just knows he's supposed to get to the store to get the eggs. And he's like running chickens over on the side of the road. People are having to like screech at stop signs because he's just not stopping. He's like off the road. Now he's on a roller coaster, right? He's like on the loop-de-loo and he's doing all this stuff. And like, there are all these people who are just like up in arms and whatever. And he's completely oblivious of life that's happening as he's on his way to go get the eggs at the store, right? And he arrives at the, the store and he's like, huh? And he closes the door, the door falls off, right? Because he just like totally jacked up his car, right? And I, I, I mean, life does get lifing and sometimes this does happen, right? We get a couple bumps and bruises. We all have markers of the way that we've experienced life. Yet at the same time, when we're so focused on like, I just, I just need a partner, right? Or I just needed this, or I just needed that, or I just need to make that sale, or I just need to get that win for my business, or I just need to, whatever it is, right? And I, and I, I always like inside joke with people. I'm like, I need a, right? Like everybody's like, I need a, I need a, I need it. Right. And it's like, no, what you need is to be okay in all of the nuances of the moments of your life on mm-hmm. your journey. Cause it's the journey, right? It doesn't matter what my titles are. It doesn't matter what your titles are. It matters who you are. That's how we connected, right? We connected at this very, just kind of like space of like the energetic frequency of who we are, the resonance of that, as opposed to, so who are you? What's your name? Okay. What yeah. do you know? Right. Who, who do you know? Right. It's just, no, it doesn't matter. Um, it was the feeling for sure with you of just like, Oh, this woman sees me and she like, we understand each other. We don't know each other quite yet, but we understand each other. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And you said the word masterclass for relationship and you're so right because it's like, oh yeah, like two years of singleness and doing all the things. And it's like, but get on the field. And you're really <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm so great. Like, I don't have any shit. Like I've looked at all of it. And then you get in the masterclass, you, you know, you really get with people in relationship yeah. in community. You come out, right. That's me. Like I'm, I'm very like to myself and like, okay, now I'm ready to emerge and here I go. And then, you know, yeah, being confronted with all sorts of things. Right, exactly. And, and usually yourself. And you're yeah, just like, oh, my God, did I just say that? Oh, that was the most ugly thing. I can't believe I just said that. I sounded like so-and-so. Or I just like, whatever. It's so ugly. And then walk in front of the mirror and say, I love you. You're beautiful. I think you're incredible. I'm holding space for you, right? That's on the field. Totally. totally. That's on the field. And like being able to sit in front of another human and say, like, for me, it's my humanness. It's the hard part for me to accept and acknowledge, you know, like that I get mad when I feel mad. I feel annoyed if I'm annoyed, like I should just be above it or something. And so so I'm 
I'm in, I'm, but I'm in partnership with someone who is very emotionally mature and, yeah. and capable and, and is great at talking about his feelings. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like the kid when it comes to that in the relationship. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, I'm like moving around the house, kind of, you know, passive aggressive, probably <laughs> in my head, doing all the thinking. And it's like, Hey, Hey babe, are, are you annoyed? <laughs> yeah, I'm annoyed, you know, and like, can't even look at him or say it. And he's like, Hey, you know, it's okay to be annoyed. And I'm like, Oh, like it like hits like, because it's just, you know, there's yeah. some, there's like, Oh, I didn't really feel like I had space, I guess, to feel any of these feelings. And so this is me in relationship, mm-hmm. feeling the feelings, acknowledging it, communicating it and seeing that it doesn't have to be like this. It's not a bad thing. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is what life is. Like you are meant to feel all the range of emotions, you know, and, and allow it to move through you, you know, like this holding on this storing, this denying and suppressing, you've seen this, this will put you on like on your deathbed. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's been this beautiful and perfect unfolding of, okay, yes, you went and you did the work and you've had, you, you have a really solid foundation. Mm -hmm. You gotta go live. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, and that's the thing is that the the healing is in the living. Yes. Right. And many people differentiate healing with, you know, healing means you're stopping your life. You're focusing on something, right? But, but to heal means to change and to change creates energy and energy flowing is life. Right. So we get to heal by living life and, and being our energetic selves to our fullest wattage and capacity. Right. So I think that we're dying if we allow ourselves to stay focused on one particular thing, like you said, getting attached to any particular, whatever it is. Right. And, um, that immediately short circuits life. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we can totally get in our own way, you know, and with mm-hmm. it's, and there's like real self-limiting beliefs because I'll say, you know, it still mm-hmm. comes up for me is um, because of the experiences and because my body is very sensitive and tuned in to if something is off Yes, internally in my environment, like there's something my body tells me instantly. And so there's this real, and I've been feeling it recently because I just telling you before we hopped on, like there's a lot of unknowns where transitioning and moves and and so here's my body like freaking out a little bit like yeah you know what's going on are you okay like it doesn't feel like right maybe there's something you may you need to express or say or take a look at is kind of how I let the message come to me you know like okay I need to acknowledge yeah Um, oh I I am stressed out actually well I am excited I'm also really nervous and scared and and I'm feeling a lot of fear you know yeah and just saying it it's like automatically lighter right and then I get into okay well what keeps me really grounded and centered and it's like okay well we know that like you know waking up and doing the physical things like drinking plenty of water and having your fresh juices and eating tons of you know fruits and veggies and really great meat and organ meats and you know taking any of your supplements specifically for you know your gut and whatever it is it's like there's the physical things okay are you doing all of those yes mm-hmm. great you know? And are you moving? Are you sweating? You know that that's a great way for you to release. You know, are you doing the yoga? Are you going to the gym? Whatever it is, but like sweat and move today because you're a better human when you do that. You know, mm-hmm. and then are you out emotionally? 
right? Because those are the last ones I look at. I'm like, okay, what can I do physically to change this? You know, and right. but it yeah. always honestly comes back to like, where are you at emotionally? Where, yeah. where are you in your, you know, your spiritual practice and your devotion? And where have, where have I maybe wandered or gotten away from the things that really mm-hmm. keep me centered? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's life, but it's really for me. I'm always like, how quickly can I come back? Mm-hmm. So like, okay. I'm good. And it's comes back to that self-trust of like, listen, yes, there's a lot of unknown and you can handle it. Yeah. This over and over again in your life, it will and can always be okay. You're going to handle it. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to do it alone. That's a big thing too. You know? <laughs> and, right. And it's not about partnership, but it's about the fact that like you've, you've really, we have a wonderful community, right? And so everyone the more that you show up, the more that people actually appreciate the fact that you show up that way and say, Hey, listen, having a little hard time right now, working through some karma. Like for me, <laughs> we were just talking before we recorded, right? I was just like, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that because like I had my own version of that in this way. And so we're, we're here to really master this human experience that we're having right now. Right. And create some, beautiful harmony and coherence and dance in it all Because really how much do we really need anyhow right what do we really need right right no today in the beloved woman workshop we have this this um community platform where we chat throughout the week mm-hmm. and you know like the i sent just a prayer today and the prayer was for all the provision for you know the breath in my lungs for the clean water for the roof over my head for the food in my fridge it's like I'm blessed. Thank you, God. You know, thank you for another day. Yeah. When you, when you get, when you feel that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like the rest is, is all this mind noise. It's like, okay. Yeah. I'm good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and even when it's bad, it's still good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is been, I, I feel like we need to do part two to this because there's yeah. more we can dive into. So I hope you do come back again. This has been so wonderful. And welcome to the community now, the Thrive community. And um, how can people get in touch with you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to. Oh, in the Beloved Woman workshop that you just yeah. did, you're you're doing that. I'm. I know it's a. It's an eight week program, but I'm right. going to run. Yeah, so I'll do. You know, I'll run it a few different times. Yeah, I think the next time will probably be in January. Start of the new year. Love that. give people the holidays and then really start the year with a bang of just that that self-mastery finding a space to to self-study and to get to know yourself you know is really really my desire for it um Mm -hmm. you can find me at beloved body on instagram and um also heal and flow by evan Britton, which is my partner and it's the wellness event that we put on together yeah i know i can't wait to get to one you gotta come i (laughs) would love for you to be there and to experience Oh, can't wait. Yeah. We all need to be poured into. We all need to be poured into. So um, thank you once again. And thank you everyone for tuning in to our show today. I hope you just felt the heart opening as I did in this conversation. And Kat literally is such a beautiful light in this world and the things that she's doing and in, in such a humble way are so, so impactful and empowering. And so please continue to listen to us. And if you haven't, and if you're just finding us today, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite um, method of listening or watching. And also uh, 
send us messages. We love to hear what your feedback is. Any questions, Kat or I would be happy to respond to you. So until the next time, peace and love and continue to be on your own journey of self-mastery. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you.